Good evening everybody and welcome to Glitch. My name's Gavi and uh, we are <clears throat> three days um, three days out of Christmas. Um, yet yeah, we're still doing a bit of a festive episode this evening um, as I'm going to be, uh, we, we called this theme Gavi's Christmas Presents and basically if you haven't quite figured what that's going to be um, essentially what we're doing on this show is we're playing music from video games that I got as Christmas presents or bought with Christmas money uh, that I was given you know as gifts from people so it's mostly 8-bit because I actually can't remember a lot of them <laughs> Like, I, I announced this theme um, a long time ago, um, and and yeah, it's I, I, I'm, I'm struggling with to, uh, to, to to remember a lot of the uh, a lot of the, the the games that I would have received. Um, so the, some of the stuff that we're looking at is Alex Kidd in Miracle World, The Ninja, Hang On, Transbot. The Mass System version of Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic Chaos, Enduro Racer on the Mass System. I've written, I've just written in Nights into Dreams because I've got a vague memory that I perhaps did buy that with Christmas money. Um, I'd love to uh, enter Star Wars in here as well, but I don't have the 8-bit version of Star Wars as yet. But uh, that's also going to be saved for a couple of weeks' time anyway. Um, Sonic Jam, Sonic R, Tomb Raider, Shenmue, and Dead or Alive 2. So I'm going to go straight into, uh, well, Dead or Alive 2, actually, because um, I want to play that song first. And it's the non-Sega track, and I've, I've had a day. <laughs> and I just, I just need to feel something. Um, so I'm going to play that. We'll play a couple more songs from other games when I come back. So, yeah, this is a bit... Do you remember in season two where we used to do grab bag episodes where I just play random songs from all over the place? It's going to feel a little bit like that um, on today's show, but the main link is me. And we start off with, arguably, one of the best fighting games on the Dreamcast. Uh, there were some really good ones on the Dreamcast, you know, Power Stone 2 was pretty good. Never played the first one. Um, and from, you know, Capcom vs. SNK was absolutely outstanding. Um, but really, you know, this game was up there. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you the only song I'll ever play from Dead or Alive 2. So if you've been listening to SNS before, you'll know exactly what this is. But it's an, it's an absolute belter. I love it.
Resident SD has just said that this is the best song on the Sonic Jam soundtrack, but for me, for whatever reason, I've never been able to shake it out of my head that it sounds just a little bit out of tune. I don't know. Digital Manual, anyway, from Sonic Jam. Uh, that was the track that would play... I'm not going to... It's not going to surprise you to know how you uh, got to hear this. Um, this is the track that would play when you were reading the manual. For how to do stuff. Um, yeah. Before that, the main theme of uh, Transbot, which was um, a side-scrolling shoot-em-up that just never ended. Physically impossible to complete it. It was supposed to be a game that was completable, but uh, allegedly, as the story goes, they ran out of time and had to ship the game. So uh, they had to start printing the cartridges. So they just uh, looped it and turned it into a score attack game instead. It used to wind me up. I never really understood it as a child. It used to absolutely wind me up that uh, this game was impossible to complete. That you, you just couldn't do it. There was no end. In it, I didn't like the fact that uh, that you just you just couldn't uh, you just couldn't finish it. And then before that, we played Exciter by the band Bomb Factory, which was used um, in the demo reel for Dead or Alive 2. I'm fairly sure the rest of the music's pretty decent as well, but that's my favourite. I love that. Uh, TCB asks if reading video game manuals is some sort of lost art. I used to love reading video game manuals. It's a lot of fun. Mina's here with me. Did you used to read video game manuals? No. The equivalent experience I have is when you buy a new CD and you like to read the lyrics, Daddy. The liner notes. See, I don't tend to do that much anymore with CDs because they don't... I can't remember the last time I bought a CD. Well, yeah, I don't buy many CDs. Um, thanks, Spotify. But, um, but yeah, they, I mean, even then, most of the time, they... The liner art has very little. Yeah, but sometimes it was nice. Like I remember when I bought Britney's first album, which like all the pictures of that. It's like, oh, she's. So yeah, uh, very text used to be one of my favourite hobbies. Reading video game manuals. Yeah, I, yeah, I. I mean, I've told the story... What, what did you get out of it? Like, what, what, what would it have in a... Well, a video game manual. Yeah. It would tell you how to play the game. It's like an instruction manual. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean... I don't know, see, the games that I played, it, it was very much a... We'll <coughs> teach you along the way. Oh, yeah, no, so... games still did that as well. Yeah. But... I mean... I've told this story on on, uh, on SNS before, but I and, and it's a story I've told quite a few times, but it's, it's relevant to this com to this topic. Um, I bought Sonic Car before I had a Sega Saturn, and I didn't know that Mum and Dad had already bought one. So I thought that by buying Sonic Car, I would coax them into buying one, and I knew and, and in my head I'd logicked it that I knew I was getting one because they wouldn't have let me buy it if I didn't. And as a related story, that game actually did make my sister jump. Because I bought it um, every year. Uh, I didn't buy it every year, sorry, I'm, I'm tangenting just slightly. But every year when we were kids, my grandma would take me and my sister to Nottingham and we'd be given a certain amount of money 
that we could go and spend on something. It was like a little Christmas visit. And one year, Mum came with us. She never usually did. It was just the, you know, just Grandma, me, and my sister, and we'd go. And there used to be a couple of little uh, little shops. Um, I do remember I went into one and I managed to buy, uh, as I mentioned at the start of the show, I managed to buy uh, Star Wars on the Master System, and I think I got a couple of other games as well because uh, they were pretty cheap. I, I came out with a good three or four Master System games. But this one particular trip, this is when Sonic R had come out. So it was like the big game. So they were really, Sega had put a lot of promotion into it and game had it on all of the TVs. And the TVs at the time were huge, honking, great big CRTs that would sit, or this one that I'm talking about in particular, sat in the middle of the... Um, the game that we were at is, is if you if, if anyone's familiar with Nottingham and the likelihood is that there's not going to be many people tuned in that are familiar to Nottingham but there used to be a game store just outside the Broadmarsh Centre. Me and might well know which one I'm on about if it was still open when we started going. I, I can't remember if they'd shot it or not. But you had a downstairs and there was an upstairs as well. The upstairs bit... I it was inside. No, 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 no. It was inside the Victoria Centre which is still there. Yeah. But the, there was one outside the Broadmarsh. Big one. Really big one. Where? Where outside? It was... Is it near, like, where H&M Yes. Or... Yeah, 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 yeah. So, we're upstairs, because that's where all the Sega Saturn games are, because downstairs is PlayStation. Right, PlayStation's got the entirety of the downstairs floor. You'd go upstairs for Nintendo 64 and Sega Saturn. Right? So we go upstairs, because uh, I want to go up, because I want Sega Saturn. I don't want a PlayStation, because I'm a Sonic fanboy, and I got bullied for it at school afterwards, but, you know, uh, Dad was trying to get me into getting a PlayStation because he knew my cousin was getting one, so we'd be able to sort of swap games, and he thought, with the games that were coming out on it, that I'd, I'd probably get on better with a PlayStation, but nope, I wanted a Sega Saturn. So, we're upstairs, and I'm looking at the Sega Saturn games, and the big game that's just come out is Sonic R. Right? And my sister is stood in front of this CRT, got her backs to it, and there's no sound. It's, mute, it's muted. So I'm watching the TV, because I want to see this Sonic game, because that's the game I want. And one of the game, one of the, the employees there obviously sees this little 11-year-old watching a TV that has no sound on. So he turns the sound on while it's on the title screen. And the title screen is Supersonic Racing. So my sister stood there, completely oblivious to what's behind her. And then all of a sudden it goes, <laughs> you know, the, the absolute, and she absolutely jumps out of her skin. And it's hilarious. But uh, yeah, I ended up buying uh, Sonic R for, um, for Christmas, uh, with my Christmas money and well, it wasn't even Christmas money. I bought it um, as a as a coax to try and uh, to try and get into uh, you know to try and convince them to to buy me uh, Sonic R uh, to try and buy me Sega Saturn. Sorry, and my Sega Saturn came with Sonic Jam, Tomb Raider, and Tunnel B One, I believe. Uh, Tunnel B One One, not good. I tried playing it on an emulator a few months back, and it's still the same. It's not good. 
Um, but yes, the, uh, the the reason we mentioned the Sonic R story again is because for a good two weeks between buying Sonic R and actually being able to play it, all I could do was read the manual. You know, this is what a Sega Saturn controller looks like. This is what the buttons do. This is this is the game modes. These are the characters that you can play as. You know, collect rings to unlock shortcuts and stuff like that. Good times, good times. Seeing as we mentioned it, here's Sonic R and the song, which completely scared my sister the first time she heard it.
to explain Alex Kidd in Miracle World to anybody. I'm going to go with probably not, but uh, that was Castle from uh, from that game, which uh, obviously I got the same time I got my Master System 2, because it was built in on the... Uh, uh, built in onto the unit. Uh, we're talking about uh, not many reasons to go to Nottingham. Um, Viper has piped up, but there's an Ikea, yet you choose to avoid it. Um, the Ikea in Nottingham is not in the city centre, as far as I recall. I'd kind of have to walk out of my way to go there. Plus, I wouldn't probably go to Nottingham for furniture. 
I, I have genuinely no idea where the IKEA in Nottingham is. But uh, hmm. anyway, um, before that we played Grassy Field from the Ninja, which is a, a decent game. I really should get the Astro City Mini out and play more of Sega Prin uh, Ninja Princess because it's the same game, just with a, a female ninja rather than a male one. Um, and then yeah, Supersonic Racing from Sonic R, which uh, which is an absolute tune. Did you like that? Sure. You don't really have many opinions for for, uh, for 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 Sonic R music, do you? Or Sonic music in general? I would love to do an episode of Mina's favourite Sonic tracks. Uh, quite a few. Quite a few, yeah. Whether they'd be any good is another thing entirely. Mina does not play games. We managed to do an episode based on you last year, though. Mina's favourite video game music. We did it for your birthday episode in season two. Not quite sure how we managed to do it, but we got there. Um, so yes. I don't really know what to tell you guys. I'm sorry. I mean, this is this is. This is another one of those episodes where Gav's probably not, probably shouldn't be hosting a show. <laughs> right. Um, so next week, it's uh, the first glitch of a new year because we'll be uh, the next Tuesday will be the fourth of January, and we're going to look back on 2021 because the because you know we need to reminisce about just how awesome 2021 was. Wasn't it a good year? So much awesome things happened. I was hoping you'd be sarcastic. I genuinely didn't know if you were being sarcastic or not. I'm like, tell me some of these amazing things that are in your head. Because I can't think of anything. Mm. Alexis turned five. Alexis turned five. I turned thirty. Five. <laughs> yes, well... The beard is getting greyer, I have noticed. I'm going grey. Not as quickly as I am. Anyway, so we're going to be looking at the uh, the games of 2021 on next week's episode. Week after that, we're doing Star Wars because that is my serotonin. That will make me feel happy. Uh, 18th of January, we're doing Rambo for God knows why. 25th of January, we're doing Sega ripoffs, and we've got quite a few of these written in now. Um, before, I just had Beyond Oasis and Kid Chameleon, and I wasn't really too sure about those. But since then, last week, we added in Streets of Rage, Sonic Shuffle, Shining Force, Safari Hunt, which we don't have the soundtrack for, and Scud Race. So, uh, there we go. Um, yeah, uh, Viper goes, I wasn't aware we were only talking about... Well, yeah, because, you know, if I was also talking about awesome places I could potentially go to in Nottingham that aren't in the centre, I'd probably throw Smith's Toys in there. So, um, there, there we go. That's the thing. But yeah, next week we're going to be playing music from stuff like... Well, you see, I'm not doing it on rubbish Radio Sega Fan Choice Song of the Year rules. I'm going to do it on games that actually did release in 2021. So we are going to play stuff like Yakuza Like a Dragon, because the physical PS5 version came out. Uh, we'll play Judgment, we'll play some Sonic Colors Ultimate, we'll play some Super Monkey Ball, Banana Mania. We're going to play a fair bit. So, um, yeah, 
I'll get a list of games up ready for, for that one and we'll have ourselves a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, 25th of January, like I say, we're doing Sega rip-offs. There was a bit of a heated debate last Tuesday as to what would constitute a rip-off and um, Shining Force was definitely a point of contention because we argued that it was potentially a rip-off of Fire Emblem. 1st of February, we're going to be looking at developer history for Toe's software. The 8th of February um, is going to be Light Gun Games. And then the 15th of February, uh, Glitch's best episode ever, where you guys get to tell me about your absolute favourite uh, song on the Radio Sega playlist. I'm, I'm staring at a Lego Harry Potter box that I think Mina was intending on building, but is now not going to. Oh, it even has, it even has a uh, tap lifting action. Mm. Fantastic. I'm so pleased. Um, right then, what should I play next? Let's do some Enduro Racer. I think we should have a Master System bit. Um, I'm going to play BGM1 because that's going to be the one I will know. Uh, then I'm going to do, let's, let's keep with the motorbike theme. Let's do hang on. Hang on. And then Ooh. Sonic the Hedgehog. He is no, not bed. Hedgehog. Sonic the bed. Yeah, well. That uh, that explains a lot about my current mental state in that I that's exactly where I want to be and I want to stay there. I do not want to get out of bed. Um, where are you? Where is going? To, where is the 8-bit version of Sonic the Hedgehog going to be? Who knows? I haven't got the foggiest. Remastered. Oh, hang on. No, I've gone too far. I've gone too far! No. Oh, jeez. Happens if I put a, a square bracket in. There you are. Uh, I'm gonna play dash, jump, spin, attack. Maybe not that one. I don't know that one. That one. Boom. Awesome. So when we come back, uh, I'll tell you about some of the potential themes we're looking at for season four, if we do one. Um, and then we'll, we can, uh, you know, you guys can be like, yeah, I'm really excited to uh, to listen to Glitch and this episode about whatever. Back in a bit.
was going to play uh, Skybase from um, Sonic 1 and then uh, very quickly realised I think I've played it before and I also like Scrap Brain but then I also like Green Hill Zone and Jungle Zone and Bridge Zone and I just like Sonic on the Master System it's so good uh, before that we played Hang On from Hang On and then uh, BGM1 from Enduro Racer all of those from the Master System so oh hello Sorry. Right. So, uh, in season four. So basically, if you don't know what we happen, this normally goes with the idea of about 26, uh, 26 episodes and then 26 weeks off. So 26 on, 26 off, roughly, give or take. Um, we kind of see where things go from there. Um... So once this, uh, once we finish on the 15th of February, um, which is, uh, what, seven weeks, seven more episodes left after this one. So once we're done, then I will, uh, I'm going to take a break, going to recharge, just stick with, uh, stick with SNS. And then when we come back in season four, well, I always ask you guys for, um, for show ideas and, um, nobody really gives me any, which is fine. But it just means that I have to, uh, you know, pluck ideas out of a hat, basically. <laughs> so, um, some of the ideas that we've got for the next iteration of Glitch for Season 4, which will probably be around about the uh, around about autumn 2022-ish. Who knows? Um, we're looking at potentially doing an episode on UFO catchers. Um, an episode on snowboarding games, which I might delete because I, I, don't, I don't think there's that many snowboarding games. Um, that was our sports-based one. Um, an episode based to all of the different versions of Wee Wee Jumbo from Space Harrier. Uh, an episode for all of the different versions of Receive You from the Yakuza series. Because, um, there's a few. Like, every game has its own version. Even Fist of the North Star has its own version. Uh, so we, we thought that could be an amusing episode is all of the different versions of Receive You uh, worst episode ever free because everybody seems to like that episode so um, it seems to be pretty dead set that we'll bring that one back um, Sega Betas so you know uh, beta soundtracks um, DC Comics games we did a Marvel episode a couple of weeks ago which I thought was alright actually I quite enjoyed that one and I wrote down that we, for parity reasons, we should do DC comics as well. But, actually, in all truth, there aren't that many DC games that have come out on Sega consoles. So we might not be able to do that one. Again, it will prompt a little bit more research. And then, after the conversation that we were having on last, uh, last Tuesday's episode of Glitch, um, Mega Games cartridges. So games that appeared on Mega Games compilations. But uh, as I always say, if there's any theme, if you listen to this show and you go and you're thinking, I have a theme that I'd like to, uh, I'd like to, um, to, you know, suggest, then send it my way. Go to radiose.ga forward slash um, discord. My name is normally Gavi, but at the minute I've gone with Don Gavage after the uh, Radio Redux um, play that aired uh, last uh, last Sunday, lots of fun. 
I listened to it. Um, I listened to it yesterday morning. It is lots of fun. Radio Redux, the Treasure Trove show, or something like that. Very, very fun. I I recorded my parts for that um, before last Tuesday's episode of Glitch. So if you remember the fact that my voice wasn't a hundred percent great, um, <laughs> which is why I had to go, I, I had to go really loud and uh, Cockney to try and hide it. I had to try and I, I really, really did have to uh, to try and. Um, Mm. It was fun, but no, I, I had a lot of time. I, I had a, a lot of fun uh, doing that. So hopefully, you guys have a lot of fun listening to it. Right. So, I'm going to play three more songs. Has anybody seen the video um, of uh, Home Alone and Nights into Dreams? A, just a nice little question there whilst I uh, I wait for Discord to catch up if you haven't seen it Resident SD has linked to the Radio Redux show in the Discord it is very much uh, very much a, a, an absolutely something worth worth watching Resident SD says I haven't no well there we go then right, I'm going to delete the night track I was going to play and I'm going to start off now I'm hoping. What's the name of the track that plays when you're selecting the level you want to go into? Is that called Gate of Your Dream? Uh, Gate of Your Dreams. Is that is that it? Is that what it's called? Because that's the one I want to play. Again, just waiting for Discord to catch up on this one. I'm sure it is. I mean, I could play it into the auxiliary player and have a listen, but then you guys would hear it, and it would just... Um... I, I, actually, I could use my phone. Hang on. Hang on. I need to know. I need to know. I need to know. I need to know. Can we still listen? Can you still listen to music? Well, yeah. Yeah, you can. Whilst there's a live show on, that's absolutely fine. So, gate of your... Would help if I could spell dream and not put an exclamation mark randomly in it. Yeah, that's the one. Awesome. Right. So, somebody <coughs> a couple of weeks ago on uh, Twitter uh, posted a video where they found out that actually this next song from Nights Into Dreams contains a lot of vocal samples from Home Alone, which is really weird. Um, and yeah, so if you're familiar with the film Home Alone, you know, the first one with Macaulay Culkin, not any of the sequels, listen to this next track and see if you can spot them. 
let's not forget for one minute that uh, Tomb Raider on the Sega Saturn was an absolutely outstanding game when you consider the fact that the Sega Saturn was not a console built for 3D games in the slightest and that the pivot to 3D was purely in response to the, to the PlayStation. Absolutely outstanding some of the 3D games that came out of that console. Absolutely outstanding and the fact that it is not regarded as a miracle console is beyond me. It really is. It really does. You know, because it was built to be a 32-bit 2D powerhouse. That's what it's supposed to have been. And it's just amazing. Absolutely amazing that they, they managed to pivot to 3D and get some absolutely stunning games out of it. With and you know I'm not I don't want to sound a bit like a fanboy here, but even when going back to Sonic R transparent water effects something that even at the end of its lifespan the PlayStation still couldn't do could not do transparent water or mirrored water or something like to that effect there was just stuff that people figured out on the Sega Saturn a console that wasn't able to do it that they never did sus on the uh, on the PlayStation but uh, anyway that was the Tomb Raider theme from Tomb Raider amazing I'd love to hear that piece I think I would legitimately cry you know I'd, I'd actually cry if I heard that live if I ever heard anyone playing the Tomb Raider music live and I've, I've got the Tomb Raider suite uh, soundtrack from uh, from when it was kickstarted quite a few years ago but it's not the same if I was in a hall if I was in a music hall and I heard someone play Tomb Raider that would be it I'd be in tears because it is that is one of my favourite favourite themes. I think I prefer the Tomb Raider 3 version, but that is absolutely one of my favourite pieces of video game music. I, I love it. And if it wasn't for the Sega Saturn, I, I would never, I don't think I'd have ever played it. Before that, the Mass System version, version, uh, the Mass System version, sorry, I'm trying to say version twice, uh, of Aqua Planet Zone from uh, Sonic and Tails, otherwise known as Sonic Chaos. Uh, I say the Mass System version because the Game Gear one is different different music for the Game Gear version uh, and then we played Gate of Your Dream from Nights Into Dreams which yeah all of the kids in that track um, they're all sound clips from Home Alone and here's something I was talking to people about in the um, in the Discord whilst we were listening to Nights did you know and I've, I've mentioned this on SNS, but it kind of fell a little bit on deaf ears and, and, and everything, and it was it was really weird. Um, but, <clears throat> a few years ago, Brandon Flowers, the lead singer of The Killers, brought out a solo album. Now, his solo albums are very good. I'm not knocking him at all. You know, I like The Killers. I like Brandon Flowers. He brought a solo album out, and his second solo album is very 80s-tinged, and there's some really good songs on it, and I, I do very much like these songs but the the first track on the album is a track called dreams come true and i sat listening to it uh, or when i was looking at the track listing i was like Haha, wouldn't that be funny if wouldn't that be funny if open your ears to this i'm gonna i'm not gonna play the whole song but open your ears to how this song starts and see if you feel the same way that i did when I first heard it. Because when I first heard it, the first thing I did, as Mina mentioned earlier in the show, is I opened the CD up and I went looking to the liner notes because I thought, 
There absolutely needs to be a songwriting credit here. There must be. Because, well, just listen out for it yourself. Like I said, I'm not playing the whole thing, but... Hmm... Hmm... That's just a little bit... A little bit too close, right? <laughs> a little bit too close to sounding like Dreams Dreams. But the liner notes don't mention it. Don't mention it. At all. Don't mention that that melody is from a video game. There's no mention of there's no mention of a songwriting credit going to the composer of Knights. Nothing in the slightest. Very weird. But yeah, it does make you think, doesn't it? Who knew? Who knew? Right. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, Resident SD says, definitely Dreams Dreams. Very text saying, totally not stolen. Absolutely not at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... Mm. I just don't get it. I wonder, actually, if I do if I do some research. I wonder if it does actually tell you who wrote it. Uh, da, 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 da. Not that I can find anything here. Like I say, it's a good song, definitely a good song. But oh boy, the uh, yeah the 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 melody for the chorus is um, absolutely. Uh, ripped. I mentioned it uh, when the song, when the album first came out back in 2015. But like I say, it didn't really, uh, didn't really fall on wanting ears. But um, yeah, right. Anyway, we've got one more song to play. Then we're going to have to call it quits because our hour is up. Uh, it finished three minutes ago. This coming Saturday on SNS might be a little bit of a later start than 10 o'clock because I uh, I might have friends around watching the Harry Potter Return to Hogwarts documentary thing that's on Sky uh, that's due to finish at 10 o'clock so there might be a, there might be a little bit of a late start but what we're going to be doing is a request roulette for December and we'll be doing it for the first hour only um, of our two-hour show Um, in the second hour we'll then be going through the Radio Sega Fan Choice Request of the Year candidates at which point you'll be able to then vote for your favourites um, 
over the month of January. Request roulette in February, the, the first request roulette of 2022. That's when we will reveal the winner and your favourite number one request from the last 12 months. And we, yeah. <laughs> Rafsi is saying, you don't have to go. I don't have to go, I suppose, no, but I've run out of music. And um, th this is probably going to be one of those shows that as soon as I... Uh, as soon as I come off of air, uh, as soon as I come off air, I'm going to just look at it and go, well, that was crap, wasn't it? <laughs> We've got one more song to play. Um, it's from a game that I bought with Christmas money at the same time as Dead or Alive 2. So um, I bought them at the same time. I went into Curry's in Grantham and I bought these two games. I bought Dead or Alive 2. Uh, because I wanted to beat him up game, but also because I'd heard about the boobs thing. I'm sorry, I'm not going to lie, but that was one of the deciding factors as to why I bought the game. And it always, always miffed me, because uh, one of the first games that my cousin got with his PlayStation 2 was uh, Dead or Alive 2 Hardcore, and it always miffed me that they got extra characters. It always, always miffed me that you could play as Tengu and Bayman on the, uh, the PS2 version. But I do believe the Dream... Uh, uh, did the Dreamcast version have more costumes? I can't remember. But, uh, yeah. My favourite... I mean, despite the whole boobs thing, my favourite character to play as in Dead or Alive 2 was Zack with the uh, Shadow Man skin. Because uh, with both games being published by Acclaim. But, uh, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I, uh, that was one of my favourite skins to play as. <laughs> Got nothing to do with it. Um... You know, had absolutely nothing to do with, with anything else. But, uh, yeah. Ravsig knows. Of course he does. Let's just wait to see what he's saying here. When it comes to costumes, it goes like this. And I'm waiting for him to type. I mean, did the, did the PS2 version have more? I still like the Dreamcast version. The Dreamcast version was a lot of fun. Uh, when it goes like this, Xbox Ultimate had more than PS2 Hardcore which had more than the DC Limited Edition, which had more than the original PS2 version, which had more than the DC original. All right, so Hardcore had more than the DC version. Oh, okay, fair enough. Right, anyway, I'm going. I'm going to play one last track. It's 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 another stunner. Um, I bought these two games at the same time. And this game, bear in mind, when I got a Dreamcast, the games I got with my Dreamcast when I... And, and I've never got rid of any of my Dreamcast games. I've, I've kept all of them. The games that I got with my Dreamcast when I, when I was gifted it were WWF Attitude. Awful game. And also, inexplicably, the, the game manual for WWF Attitude tells you the first blood mode is um, unlockable in the game. But it's not there. It's been, it's been coded out of the Dreamcast version. You can't unlock it. Even though the game, even though the manual tells you it's there and it tells you how to unlock it, you can't unlock it. It's physically impossible. Um, yeah, it's just really bizarre. But uh, but no, the the game is awful, awful game. Um, so I got WWF uh, Attitude. I got Omicron, the Nomad Soul, which I've never finished, and I really should start that game again and try and play it, try and play through it. I've never finished that game. Um, I got Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver, I got Shadow Man, and for the life of me, I think I got a fifth one. 
and I I can't remember what it was. I would have to go and have a look at my Dreamcast games and try and figure it out. And to this day, I still do not own Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2 on original uh, Dreamcast hardware. I own them on the GameCube, and obviously I own the HD remasters that they that they brought out on the 360. Um, but uh, but yeah, I do not own Sonic Adventure or Sonic Adventure 2 on, on actual hardware. If you don't count the Sonic Adventure 2 Birthday Edition, because I can't play that because it's in Japanese. But um, Seek says the good old times where manuals had either outdated info or info pertaining to original Japanese content that was eventually cut. The funny thing is, is, is obviously the first Blood Mode um, on WWF Attitude is unlockable in the N64 and the PlayStation versions. It's just not in the Dreamcast one. And they never edited the manual. The manual is the exact same as the PlayStation one in the fact that it's laid out and everything. Um, but yeah, you just can't unlock it. It's just not there. And I, I don't know why they coded it out. Maybe I'd be able to Google it and find out. But um, but yeah, anyway, I've been hyping this track up quite a bit. You should know what this is by now. But yeah, I bought this game the same time as Dead or Alive 2. And this game justified the Dreamcast for me. It, it justified it. Bearing in mind that I was a massive Sega fanboy. And whilst I have played Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2 on the Dreamcast. And I have completed it. Or uh, completed both games on the Dreamcast. Uh, I've never owned them on the Dreamcast and I, I probably should I should probably go and have a look and, and pick cheap copies up just so I've got them because it's really odd that you know I don't own those games on, on their original hardware but anyway I'm going to leave you with this last track I will see you on Saturday for the January uh, for the December request roulette on New Year's Day if you've got plans on New Year's Day and you're not going to tune in that's absolutely fine I do hope you have a wonderful New Year 2021 has been a bit crap let's not beat around the bush um hopefully the world gets its act together a little bit and 2022 can be a little bit better but uh you know look after yourselves celebrate the new year responsibly um and i'll see you next week on tuesday for the episode where we do look back at 2021 and all of the awesome games that sega brought out for it uh in, in the past 12 months but um but yeah you know if you're not going to join me on saturday have yourselves a wonderful new year, and I'll see you next week.